Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles today. We're so happy to have you with us. And we always start with an ode to the Divine Mother. And I open it up somewhere, see what we get. This is uh, ode number 240, Divine Mother of All True Healing. Divine Mother of all true healing, correct my mind in the manner you see fit and absolve me from all consequences of ill thoughts, knowing your balm of forgiveness covers me with infinite mercy. I need you now, having gone as far as I can go without your certain help, having ventured on my own into regions of harm's way, ever searching for home in foreign lands of misplaced expectations. I am at the end of searching now, surrendering to this higher will of your benevolence. Hold me in your arms of pure love and rock my world with the motions of your universal force. Send me where you will and make my actions count in every regard, wasting not the slightest movement or expense of energy divine. Bring total healing to me in full awareness and transmute my negative thoughts to pure light. Bring health to my body that is your tool for communication. Take from me all thoughts that hurt and their manifestations of pain and bodily disorders. Put me in the presence of your holy food that nurtures me on all levels, all my bodies physical and mental, giving me the sustenance I need to continue this life of service to the highest good. Divine Mother of all true healing, give me the miracles I need now to turn my life into an expression of perfect happiness and joy. Make me an example of complete transformation from being lost to being found in the grace of your omnipresent well-being. Wow, that really was helpful to me today. I think so. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we all need. Mm -hmm. We all need the help. Is that 240? Mm Mm-hmm help of the Divine Mother um, in our healing process, you know. And you were expressing that you felt a little bit um, abandoned when you read that thing where Jesus says, well, he can't take away your fear. You have to be responsible for um, letting go of your fear. And and looking at the conditions that brought it about and changing those thoughts. And I think when you're willing to do that, you do have the help of the Holy Spirit. But the first step has to be yours. You know, you have to take responsibility and say, I am the one that has made up this fear with these thoughts or conditions. And when you're ready to change your thoughts, then you have the help of the Holy Spirit, but until you're ready to change your thoughts, 
it's like that saying, truth cannot deal with errors you want to keep. So you have to see your errors and be willing to give them up. And then you have the help of the Mm. Holy Spirit. But until you make that step, uh, there's nothing Jesus can do. And that's what that's what he meant. He what he wasn't meaning that he wasn't going to help you. He was meaning that you have to make the first step to to look. And then when you look at the cause that you've made up, then he can help you with the atonement to let it go. Yeah, I think what came up for me is this business about World War Three kind of scaring me. I mean, I have stopped looking at the news now, and that's helped me some, you know. So I was a bit addicted to watching the news, and now I'm giving that up. But I still think behind is this lurking fear about World War Three, and it's kind of... Um, I want to be able to turn that over to the Holy Spirit. So now you say I can't really expect the Holy Spirit to take that from me. I have to change that myself. Or how do I deal with that particular thing? Fear of World War III. Well, I, I, was, I was reading this thing, or maybe you were reading this thing, of Babaji, yeah, in that one book that mm-hmm. Polish guy wrote about the Kranti. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, be not afraid of death or be not hopeful of life. And basically what he's saying is that um, you're safe no matter what, even if something happens, even if a bomb falls on your head and your, your body is gone, your being is not gone, your being is immortal, right? Babaji's presence is always here, even though he's not in a physical form right now. And same with you. Your being is always uh, immortal. So, okay. So be that as it may, we can't be worried about World War III. We can't be fearful of World War III. You know, um, the other thing I was watching the other day was this thing on uh, the planet. You know, mm-hmm. the planet is like four billion years old, and it went through all these evolutionary shifts. And you know, it was talking about the age of the dinosaurs lasting like a million years. I mean, we have no, we can hardly fathom what a million years is, right? Mm-hmm. But then, but then it said an asteroid hit the Earth mm-hmm. and covered the Earth with with about three-fourths of the earth was covered in a dust cloud. And and the dinosaurs died like overnight. They became extinct like overnight. They'd been around for f- a million years. And then all of a sudden, this event happened, right? And they were gone. Now, now the earth bounced back. I mean, the earth, you know... Uh, that was even before man existed, you know, human beings on the planet. So, so this thing where we're worried about World War Three, it it's like man has gone through all kinds of uh, evolutionary uh, shifts and wars and uh, 
you know, cultures coming and cultures going. And uh, so we can't, that doesn't affect our being, is basically what Babaji is saying. As long as you're clear about your being and your connection, your divine connection, that is immortal and that is invulnerable to attack. It cannot be burnt, it cannot be uh, destroyed, it's, it's always there. And that's what he meant when he said, be not concerned with death and be not hopeful of life because your being is immortal. So I think we have to be more with that um, higher truth. You know, most fears are, it said, when we elevate the body to the level of the mind, right? So it's mostly, most of our fears are about the body. Yeah. Will the body do this? Will the body have this? Will the body be safe? Will the body blah, 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 blah. Well, what if we turn that over to the Divine Mother and we just know that the Divine Mother takes care of us? Why, why would we have any worries? But that's my point. Okay, <clears throat> I'm supposed to give up that. I'm not supposed to just let the Divine Mother take my fear. I'm responsible for my own fear. Well, you are, but you're also saying I'm not going to succumb to fear. And then I allow the Divine Mother and the Holy Spirit to uh, supply all my needs. Mm. Then where's the fear? Yeah. You've handled the fear. You have handled the fear by saying, I'm not going to succumb to my fears. And these conditions that I have about my fears, oh, World War III is going to come. We won't be able to travel. Uh, well, a bomb might hit New York City. Uh, we're going to get fall out. You know, all those, we're manufacturing those fears. They're not in present time. Mm-hmm. So, so we, and we're elevating body thoughts to the level of the mind and saying, oh, my body's in danger and blah, 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 blah. So we're, we're handling those conditions. The conditions are, are we think World War III is going to happen. We don't know. That's a bunch of people in the news saying this and that. Mm-hmm. What if they're wrong? Okay. And are you basing your fear on what they're saying? Yeah, I don't want to. And I I think most people are. (laughs) Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's the way the news is, quote-unquote news. Mm -hmm. It's it's manipulation of people's minds Mm -hmm. with mass media. Mm -hmm. And if you say something enough times over and over again, people think it's true when it may not be. So I think the main thing is just keep saying I accept the atonement for myself. I accept the atonement mm-hmm. for myself. That's the best right. thing for everything, right? Yeah. Well, today we're reading the meaning of the last judgment. Okay, that's section eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the ways in which you can correct the magic miracle confusion is to remember that you did not create yourself. You are apt to forget this when you become egocentric, and this puts you in a position where a belief in magic is virtually inevitable. Your will to create was given you by your creator. 
who was expressing the same will in his creation. Since creative ability rests in the mind, everything you create is necessarily a matter of will. It, uh, it also follows that whatever you alone make is real in your own sight, though not in the mind of God. It also follows that whatever you alone make is real in your own sight, though not in the mind of God. Okay, so... This basic distinction leads directly into the real meaning of the last judgment. And that's kind of hard to understand. Well, okay, so just let's take this example of your fears about World War III. Yeah. You're making that up in your mind, but that is not in the mind of God. Yeah, okay. World War III is not in the mind of God. Okay. And... I know this is a big leap for people to get, but, you know, all right, let's just say somebody does lob a bomb on Washington and it's, we're just no longer here anymore, you know? That does not affect your being. Your being is immortal and you're just, you know, not mm -hmm. no, you're in the non-physical now. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really do anything. It's just your your mission's over then, you know, for this lifetime. And um, I think that's what Babaji was saying. Don't be afraid of death and don't be hoping that you're, you're gonna, your life is going to go on. For, you know, I mean, yes, we want to live and we want to do our mission and we're saying we want to live as long as we can and we're not going to do anything that uh, shortens that, right? Okay, so, but what, what if an asteroid hits the earth like it did with the dinosaurs mm -hmm. and, and like... It's not even World War Three. It just wipes out half the Earth because an asteroid hit the Earth. It's a possibility. Mm. It's a possibility. But so what? You can't. There's no. There's no way you could could uh, stop that. I think. Yeah. The best thing is not to worry about anything, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's what I want that's to get what to. Babaji was saying. Yeah. Om Namah Shivaya. Be immersed in your yeah. your divine connection, where there's no problem. Yeah. And there's no World War Three, and the future you place in the hands of God. Mm -hmm. And so what? Be happy now. And see, fear and happiness can't coexist. Yeah. So if you're in fear, you cannot be in happiness. Yeah. Your job is to be in happiness. Mm. Okay. And your job is to transcend fear. And so that's why Babaji was saying, don't be afraid of death and don't be obsessed with, oh, I got to do this and this and this to keep alive. You know, no, just be alive. Mm. You are alive now. And it, what is the nature of that beingness? Is that happiness or is that fear? Mm. Is that love or is that fear? Yeah. You know, and then yesterday we, we read, don't try to master fear. Don't fight it. Don't grapple with it. Don't just notice it and then be a master of love. Like the master of love would say, fear does not exist. 
Yeah. I, I am going to express my joy and happiness and peace in this life. Mm. And that's why I'm here. And the fear is just, it's just like a footnote of the ego, you know? And are we going to give that uh, validity? I mean, by focusing on it and grappling with it and being obsessed with it, we're making it real. And that's trying to master fear. And he Mm. says, don't do that. You just try to master, you master love and the fear will disappear. It's like when you, when you have a light switch, right? And you go in a dark room mm-hmm. and you turn on the light. Where's the darkness then? You didn't, you didn't try to get rid of the darkness. You just brought the light. Yeah. You brought the light, you're gonna bring the love and then there's no fear. And, and perfect love casts out the fear. It's like you don't even have to deal with it. You focus on perfect love and that will cast out the fear. And that's what Jesus was saying, like that is the step you have to make. You have to decide for love instead of fear before he can even help you. Yeah, I think that makes it clear. The last judgment is one of the most threatening ideas in your thinking. This is because you do not understand it. Okay, stop right there. We don't because the church has conditioned us to think of the quote-unquote last judgment when we quote-unquote leave our bodies. We're going to go face God in the last judgment and he's going to either condemn us to hell or add up all of our good deeds and say you deserve to go to heaven. And that's what we consider the last judgment. Mm. And that is not the last judgment. Judgment is not an attribute of God. It was brought into being only after the separation when it became one of the many learning devices to build into the overall plan. Just as the separation occurred over millions of years, the last judgment will extend over a similarly long period and perhaps an even longer one. Its length can, however, be gently shortened by miracles, the device for shortening but not abolishing time. If a sufficient number become truly miracle-minded, this shortening process can be virtually immeasurable. It is essential, however, that you free yourself from fear quickly because you must emerge from the conflict if you are to bring peace to other minds. Okay, so fear and conflict all go together, Mm -hmm. and that's something we made up, and Jesus is asking us now, get over it fast. You're needed, and you can't be working miracles as long as you have all these fears going on. Yeah. So, and, and you're going to shorten the time. It's like if two people decide to live their life without fear, then that's a force out there. And then let's just say those two people affect 10 more people and convince them to, that fear is unreal. All right. Well, now you've got 12 people. And then let's just see those 12 people go out and they, they change the minds of one person. Well, now there's 24 people and those people go out and they change the mind of one person. Now there's 48 people mm. and then there's 
196, there's 96 people. So, you know, exponentially that increases is what he's trying to say. So don't, don't think of time as like, yes, it took millions of years for us to fall into this, you know, illusion of separation. And just don't, don't think of it that way. The correction takes that much time because miracles are meant to cut time. And we have to be in that, in that uh, yeah, vibration. Yeah, so I think um, when we do the group breathe for peace, you need to talk about this fear thing, and I'll talk about Om Namah Shivaya. Yeah, okay. The last judgment is generally thought of as a procedure undertaken by God. Actually, it will be undertaken by my brothers with my help. It is a final healing rather than a... Matching out of punishment. Yeah, see, that's that's what we have in our mind from organized religion, mm-hmm. that the last judgment is a meeting out of punishment to, to the people that were bad and they're going to be damned. I mean, you can, you can see hundreds of paintings in uh, Europe uh, in churches of... The last judgment where people are going to hell, yeah. you know, and it's uh, it's it, it was obsessing the mind of man, you know, and and then it's like, well, it didn't help people get over their guilt; it just made them more guilty. It was like, oh well, I I'm so afraid of going to hell. I better be good, but they still felt guilty, you know. Punishment is a concept totally opposed to right-mindedness, and the aim of the last judgment is to restore right-mindedness to you. The last judgment might be called a process of right evaluation. It simply means that everyone will finally come to understand what is worthy and what is not. After this, the ability to choose can be directed rationally. Until this distinction is made, the the vacillations between free and imprisoned will cannot but continue. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So the last judgment is um, the last judgment yeah. is the the sorting out right evaluation of our illusions from the truth, and the illusion like that God's going to punish us for some bad deed and we're guilty. That is an illusion. That's and God doesn't give out judgment. So when we see that. When we see that judgment is something we do to ourselves, and we don't do it anymore, because God's not judging us, you know, there's a lesson. God has condemned me not, no more do I. Well, what do you think that means? That means God's not judging you. He's not condemning you, but you are. And, and so why, why are you doing that? If God's not doing that, why are you doing that? Why are you seeing yourself as guilty and, and uh, meriting punishment? And, and then that lesson says, well, God's, God has condemned me not. No more do I. I'm not going to condemn myself anymore for my mistakes. Now, when you do that, you truly do that. You stop beating yourself up. Final, once and for all. That is the last judgment. That's the last time you ever judge yourself. Mm. That's the last judgment. Okay. That's what he's talking about. And you need 
Christ's help, to, you know, in the atonement to help you stop doing that. Because atonement wipes away the guilt that is the cause of the judgment. The first step toward freedom involves the sorting out of the false from the true. This is a process of separation in the constructive sense and reflects the true meaning of the apocalypse. Everyone will ultimately look upon his own creations and choose to preserve only what is good, just as God himself looked upon what he had created and knew that it was good. At this point, the mind can begin to look with love on its own creations because of their worthiness. At the same time, the mind will inevitably disown the miscreations, which without belief will no longer exist. Yeah. Well, you know, Esther Hicks says, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. So you're going to see the beliefs that you have that aren't true anymore, and you're just going to stop thinking them. The term last judgment is frightening, not only because it has been projected onto God, but also because of the association of last with death. This is the outstanding example of upside down perception. If the meaning of the last judgment is objectively examined, it is quite apparent that it really, it is really the doorway to life. No one who lives in fear is really alive. Wow, that's a good one. Your own last judgment cannot be directed toward yourself because you are not your own creation. You can, however, apply it meaningfully and at any time to everything you have made and, and retain it to your memory only what is creative and good. This is what your right-mindedness cannot but dictate. The purpose of time is to give you time to achieve this judgment. It is your own perfect judgment of your own perfect crea creations. When everything you retain is lovable, there is no reason for fear to remain with you. This is your part in the atonement. Yeah, okay. So no one who has fear is really alive. It's, it's a sorting out process. It's like that lesson... Uh, 133, I think it is, I will not value what is valueless, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just looking at all the things in your life and you're seeing, well, is this um, producing love and beauty and happiness and well-being? Or is it producing fear and problems and blah 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 now it could be physical things it could be relationships it could be many things you got to do a total sorting out and not value anything that's that's not love you know and in that sorting out process of the true from the false that is saying that's the last judgment that's the, the yeah. oh and it and it's a beginning it's not an ending it, it's the last time you get fooled by your ego, basically. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's the last time you're going to do that. And so then everything in your life after that is an expression of love. It's, it, and you don't have to worry, you know. I'm here to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I don't have to worry about what to say or what to do because... The Christ directs me. 
and I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me, and I'll be healed as I let him teach me to heal. That's our prayer. And so everything after that prayer is going to be an expression of goodness, an expression of love, free of fear, free of condemnation, innocent, um, you name it, you know? So, so, and then it says that last judgment is like a doorway into your heaven. Yeah, I like the sorting out idea. Yeah, well, but are you going to sort out? Mm-hmm. We have to sort out. Mm-hmm. We, we have to sort out the conditions that have produced fear in us or the conditions that have produced any kind of ailment, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, medical, you know, and let, let all that go. Okay, thanks, right. Marcus. Thank you.